0: Hey, hey, welcome to Coffee and Devotions this Tuesday morning, April 21st. This is where every morning we work through just a little bit of the Bible, and in 2020 we'll get all the way through the Gospels. This happens at 9 a.m. every weekday and on the weekends before my kids wake up. Well, this morning we're at Matthew chapter 20, and we'll be beginning at verse 17 and working our way down through verse 28. So let's go ahead and get into our text this morning. Now Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, took the twelve disciples aside on the road, and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes, and they will condemn him to death. And deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify. And the third day he will rise again. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with her sons kneeling down and asked something from him. He said to her, What do you wish? She said to him, Grant that these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right hand and the other on your left, in your kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, You do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They said to him, We are able. So he said to them, You will indeed drink my cup And be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with, but to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it is prepared by my Father. And when the ten heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, And those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Well, let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you, Father, for your word. We thank you for the truth of it. We thank you, Lord, for giving us your living word, which is sharper and active than than any two-edged sword, Lord. It divides even to joint and marrow, soul, and spirit, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of our hearts. God, we pray that we would store these things up in our hearts, that your Holy Spirit would apply them to our lives, and we would be transformed, conformed more and more to the image of your Son, Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Well, like always, we need to ask ourselves first, A, what is this about? So there are two distinct stories, are two distinct Parts here, verses 17 through 19, and then 20 through 27 or 28. So, uh, I'm sorry, I missed verse 17 through 19 yesterday. That's my fault, and I apologize. But Jesus Jesus does something amazing here. In A, how would you summarize the first few verses, 17 through 19? Go ahead, feel free down in the comments to let me know how you would how you would go ahead and summarize this in just one small sentence, I would say that Jesus prophesies exactly what is going to happen at his crucifixion and resurrection. The crucifixion was no surprise to Jesus. Jesus came to do the will of his Father, and this was his will. He was going to redeem people. And he knew full well that even though he took the twelve disciples into Jerusalem with him, he knew that he would die there. And so verses 17 through 19 tell us that, but he also knows that he is going to raise again from the dead. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and in my, in my uh, Bible here, I'm going to underline verses 18 through 19 as B. What are the best verses to summarize this? What are the best verses to summarize this? For me, that would the calling part, so A, what is this about? B, what, am I, what is the best verse to summarize? C, what am I called to do in response to this? I'm called to believe. I'm called to believe that Jesus Christ truly did deliver me from sin and raised, was raised for my justification. Uh, so that's what I'm going to say is my calling. Go ahead and feel free to let me know what you would put as what you're called to do today. But the next part is verses 20 down here through 28. What do we find there? Hey Terry, hey Maria, hey Molly, just saw you guys watching. Uh, what would you guys put there? Down down in the comments, let me know. Well, how would you summarize verses 20 verses 20 through 28? Right? So this is Zebedee's mother come or the uh, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, their mother coming to Jesus, and she asks him to put his children in the authority positions, one at his right hand and one at his left hand. And so, um, what is she trying to get at there? Well, we remember just above that the disciples were arguing about who was going to be greatest in the kingdom of heaven, and Jesus had already reprimanded them for that. And here James and John get their mama involved in this, and she comes to Jesus And what is Jesus' response to her? You don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? Jesus' face is set towards Jerusalem, and he knows the cup of his father's wrath, which he is about to drink. He is about to be killed by man. He is about to be slaughtered. So the question is, 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 are James and John ready for that? Do they know the pain and the wrath that's about to come upon them? And indeed, they say, yeah, we can do this. And Jesus says, you're right, you're going you're gonna to drink that same cup of wrath. Not from the Father, Jesus is going to take all that wrath himself, but both of these disciples are going to die. But those aren't seats for Jesus to give. God had prepared beforehand, in advance, at his right hand and at his left hand, who is going to sit there on Jesus' right and left. And it's key here at the bottom, I think, for us. Right? What I think this is really getting at is verses 25 through 28. The Gentile rulers lord it over. Right? They, they lord it over them. Whenever uh, we were in the, and when I was in the Navy and people would get advanced, we would say when they would make another rank, all of a sudden they would get chevron happy. So when you made rank, you got an extra chevron on your sleeve or on your collar. And, uh, and all of a sudden they had a little bit more authority and you would often have to, whoa, buddy, <laughs> you might have gotten an extra chevron or an extra stripe, but uh, chill out. Right, You don't use your authority to beat people down, but are you serving and loving people? And that's what Jesus says here. He uses himself as this example. Right, Whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. This is exactly what the elders in the church are told by God, Right, that we aren't to lord it over, people. But leadership in the church, leadership in the home, leadership in the family, leadership at work is about people, about serving people, loving people, desiring their good, desiring their benefit. And Jesus says, you want to you have a better rank? Be a better servant. You want to have a higher office? Love people more. Right? Jesus humbled himself coming down from heaven and making himself in the likeness of man. God himself took on flesh and washed disciples' dirty, stinky, dusty, nasty feet. Whoever wants to be first should serve. So I'm going to, in my Bible underline verses 27 and 28. That's what I'm going to highlight in my Bible. Feel free let me know. What do you think is the best verse that's summarizing this? Feel free to write down in the comments. What do you think? Hey, Murray, that's a great point. True leadership follows Christ. Absolutely, right? Are we leading like Christ? Are we loving like Christ? Perfect. What are you called to do in response to this, right? So we're always, A, what is this about? Great, I think we understand what this is about. B, we've underlined the best verse. So the last thing is C, what are you called to do in response to this? Well, I need to love people. <laughs> I need to love people like Christ loves people. I need to care for my children like Jesus tells us to care for little children. I need to love my wife like Christ loves the church. I need to love the people in the church like Jesus loves the people in the church. I need to even love people who are hard to love. So, uh, so that's what I'm called to do today. I think I need to make a few phone calls to people. Go ahead and let me know. Write down in the comments. What do you think you are called to do today? Well, we're, we've run late today, so let me go ahead and pray for us. God, I thank you so much for this day. Lord, how beautiful it is that you serve, that you love, that you care for your church, your people, that you don't lord it over. Lord, but you, you, Lord, are the one who humbled yourself into the likeness of man to redeem us. Lord, you counted us worthy even to take, Lord, even to have your own life taken from you. Father, we pray that we would love like you. We pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit would make us more and more like Jesus Christ, that we would see less and less of ourselves, and that we might be humble, we might be meek, and we might be loving. We might serve others. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Lord bless you today and give you peace. Bye.